What's up in the legal tech world? Find out in the Lex Factor briefs. Quick hits on the latest happenings in the industry and discussion from your Lex Factor hosts around their potential impacts on business. Feed your brain and empower your firm at the same time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Lex Factor Briefs. It's your host, Lauren, here. And Brad, your co-host. Woo! He's back in business. Oh, my goodness. Brad, I'm so, I so happy to be here. I, I hope so. <laughs> what do we have for today, Lauren? Um, so today we're talking about an article, Double Trouble, Attorneys Who Get Hacked Should Brace for Ethics Investigations. Uh, so at the end of the day, we talk about cybersecurity all the time. And we have Mr. Cybersecurity here himself. Ooh, I like that title. Mr. Cybersecurity. It's like Mr. Worldwide. You're basically oh. Pitbull, but shorter. <laughs> wow. I love it, though. I'll, I'll take it. All right, Mr. Cybersecurity, before we dive into this one, talk a little bit about why the legal industry is hit so hard by cyber threats. Well, I I really think it's because of the slow adoption to technology and security practices, and it's a wealth of information for hackers to be able to go in and collect information. You know, a lot of times what they use the information for is either bribes or they use it to collect additional information for other areas to be able to sell, like uh, your address, yeah, whatever's. And so even though it's just a piece of the information, they sell it to others who already have a larger piece of the information to put it together to be able to steal identity. So there's, there's lots of reasons why, but I think the slow adoption to technology is just very important. It's a wealth of information. It's very much like the health industry. That's another prime target. So mm-hmm. I think all of those things combined together make it a ripe opportunity for bad actors to come in and to attack uh, law firms, especially smaller law firms. Uh, yeah. because they may not have the sophistication that they need for their security practices in place. Yeah, or the article also mentions, totally agree with that, um, you know, your older attorneys, ones that have maybe grown up not using software, a lot of their their files, papers, documents are still manual. They're put in file folders and in drawers, you know, and maybe they're not planning to adopt any software or on the flip side, maybe they are planning to adopt software, but they're struggling a little more and that puts them at greater risk for some sort of cybersecurity issue. But this article was interesting. It talked about trust accounts specifically and what happens if you have money in a client's trust account. Um, obviously, if it's in the trust account, you have not earned it yet. And it's it's drained by a cyber threat. Right. And it's, it's not just that, you know, that trust account is something that the attorneys are held liable for to put best practices in place to safeguard that money. And that's really where the double trouble aspect of this article comes in because you have to keep the trust funds secure. And I don't know if you know this, Lauren, but- I probably don't. (laughs) (laughs) If it's IT related, I probably don't. No, no, I was gonna go with the ethics approach. Attorneys have to make sure that they keep those trust accounts safe. It's one of the prime uh, objectives that they have to do their due diligence in investigating what they have to do to keep that money safe. And if not, they could be investigated for ethics. And it's so it's so important. And this article also points out one mistake that uh, various attorneys make is they try to replenish the trust mm-hmm. account from maybe their own uh, company. 
accounts or whatever. And you can't do that either. It has to be that specific money. You can't take that money out to pay for uh, other things. You can't put different money in. It is a specific area that holds that money. So it's, you know, it's something that they have to do and keep an eye on. It's increasing drastically in 2022. And I see it increasing in 2023 as well. Yeah. And I think that's a scary thing because we joke about this a lot. Lawyers aren't necessarily great at other things besides practicing law. A lot of them are, but a lot of them aren't too. So being held to such high standards from a cybersecurity standpoint, something that evolves literally on a daily basis. It's, it is, it's kind of scary. So quickly, Brad, before we wrap this one up, what are some easy um, tips and tools that you can provide to our listeners to ensure that they have some, some really strong cybersecurity practices in place? Sure. Let's start simple. Number one, make sure you have strong passwords. Use phrases, use um, different characters, letters, numbers, combinations. So important. Uh, Multi-factor authentication, two ways to be able to get to the information. You know, it has to call your phone. You have to say, yes, this is you and then move forward. Those are probably two of the the most secure ways that you could protect your information. And it's something that I think at least everybody understands. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, do you have those things in place? Do you use the same password? Do you let your browser save your password? All of these are, you know, mistakes that everybody makes, not just attorneys out there. So, you know, kind of keep that in the back of your mind as you move forward. I feel your eyes glaring at me right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about if you're looking for a new practice management, case management software? Are there any specific features or security settings that you should be looking for when you're evaluating the market? Sure. You want to make sure that all of the information that you keep inside of the system is secure, meaning it scans it at entry, at exiting, And then, of course, whenever you're transmitting information over the Internet, make sure they're doing it in a secure manner. One manner is salting, uh, which basically separates the uh, ones and zeros of the various data that's being transmitted over the Internet and compiles it on the back end so that it'll be able to understand where it's at. But nobody will be able to read it in transit. All of those things are important when you're selecting a case management or practice management uh, software. Perfect. Thank you so much, Brad. Yeah. You're so educational as always. I learned something every episode. I'm just here to host it. You're here to teach everybody. (laughs) The true drop (laughs) of a (laughs) co-host. They're the ones that carry the weight. (laughs) <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Lex Factor Briefs, and we will talk to you next time. Till next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.